Blue Wire. To the end zone he goes. Where Sammy is. Boyd with a great fake. Touchdown, Taj. Hopkins throws to Boyd. Lean means touchdown throwing machine tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd. Welcome back to the Taj Boy Podcast. I so very much appreciate you guys tuning in on this journey with me, staying in tune, staying locked into the podcast. Make sure that you subscribe, tell your friends about it, make sure you rate it as well. I need some ratings out here. I don't need the fake fake news. All right, so we're here because it's Monday. You know what we always do? Post-game wrap-up. So Clemson just finished up their ACC championship game, and they played the UVA Cavaliers. For the people who watched, they know what happened. For the people who didn't, Man, they went out there and they walloped the Cavaliers 62 to 17. And what's wild is before the game, I had some guys that I played against from that UVA team in 2013 who had convinced me that if Travis Etienne didn't have himself a career day, that Clemson stood no chance. I don't know which Clemson teams they've been watching. I don't know what UVA team they think they have. Granted, they're better. And Bronco Mendenhall has done a fantastic job of developing some sort of identity for those guys. But a team that gave up 30 points to Virginia Tech will not slow down or even stop this Clemson offense, man. And it's been tough for anybody this season, especially once they got the ball rolling. And you look at these three-headed horsemen over here, all right? Trevor Lawrence, obviously the leader, the driver of the ship. 16 for 22, 302 yards, four touchdowns. Big boy stats. T. Higgins. Made himself a lot of money as he did this entire season. Nine catches a buck, 82. Three of those touchdowns. And then Travis Etienne, the guy who gets hit and just keeps propelling forward and turns on the speed burst that I've never seen before. 14 carries, a buck 14, eight yard average, one touchdown. Look, this Clemson team, those are just three guys that I mentioned. We're not going to talk about Amari Rogers and DeAndre Overton and Justin Ross and Lynn J. Dixon. Man, they are backloaded like none other. And going into this playoff, they get to unveil and unleash one more weapon that hasn't been able to be utilized this entire season. And we'll we'll get into that here in a little bit. But back to this UVA game. Now, look, I thought that Bryce Perkins played the game of his life. He did the best that he could with what he had. And the stats weren't too terrible. I mean, look, 27 for 43, 266 yards with the air, two touchdowns. He did have two costly interceptions. But, I mean, we were playing a defense and a coordinator like Brent Venables. I mean, look, 17 points is a, is a huge number. I haven't expected anybody to get more than 21 points this entire season. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see if that trend continues as we go into this playoff race. But, you know, Clemson came out, obviously, on a mission. And, unfortunately, UVA was just in crosshairs for that one right there. There's been this narrative that Clemson has just been pedestrian this entire season that they haven't played anybody this entire season they've won 28 straight games yet they're still ranked number three uh people just keep feeding the fire for clemson and coach Sweeney uses that as uh, as a motivator as as a chip on his shoulder and not just a chip but the biggest chip the biggest tortilla chip you'll ever see or have heard of in the world and uva just man it's just I feel bad for him man because bronco mendahal is such a fantastic human being that his efforts to get to the ACC championship just seemed uh, abysmal to go down in that fashion. But nonetheless, again, the Cavs will have some some momentum building uh, for their program. He can use that as a recruiting tool going forward, but there's such a huge disparity between 
Clemson and everybody else in the conference. And to me, such a huge disparity between Clemson and everybody else in college football. And I try to say these things in the most unbiased way possible. I just really believe that the makeup, man, and, and the way that they're developing their players um, is second to none. And I, I think we've seen that. I mean, this senior class of Clemson players is 55-3 and three in the last four years, two national championships. And obviously, again, like I said, the fifth straight ACC championship. And when it's all said and done, we've seen some historic runs throughout college football. Florida State has had unbelievable runs. Southern Cal has had great runs. Texas, uh, USC, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan. But none of them, I think, will touch what Clemson is about to accomplish in the years going forward. Because you look at this class, a lot of these guys are coming back. You look at the guys coming in. It doesn't look like it's slowing down that way at all. And it is just, you know, I think it's tough sledding for everybody else. Now, there is some breaking news. Office coordinator Jeff Scott has just accepted the job or allegedly taken the job over at South Florida. Um, I think that's a fantastic hire for him because of who he is, because of where he comes from and his background. Now, when you look at the staff that Coach Sweeney assembled, one of the more common uh, themes that you see is a lot of these coaches uh, are walk-ons. You know, Coach Sweeney obviously was a walk-on who just you know continued to, to take his steps forward continue to evolve, continue to grow as a coach and as a human being, and he carries this chip with him naturally on a day-to-day basis. Same goes to say for Brent Venables, Tony Elliott, or Jeff Scott. And when you've got those type of guys who have understood what it feels like to lose, but to also battle back and win, man, you create this culture that is unprecedented, this identity that is hard to beat, because no matter what successes they have in their life, they always remember who they are, where they came from, and how they got what they at. So there's this natural humility and this appreciation uh, for for greatness and that work ethic and that mentality. And that's where Clemson is. So 28 games in a row, you know, beat Alabama 44-16 last year in the national championship game. It doesn't matter because when it's all said and done, these guys just want to continue to be the best version of themselves week in and week out. And we've seen that evolution. We've seen that evolution through the coaches, first and foremost. And the cool part for me was I was able to be on the forefront of that. But we've also seen it with Trevor Lawrence. Now, early in the season, Trevor made some uncharacteristic mistakes. There were a lot of interceptions, a lot of bad picks. And they just he didn't look good. You know, he has some, obviously he has some highlights early in the year. But for me, like when I look at it, the one thing I thought that I saw that he ended up uh, confirming was that he was pressing. Now he was pressing, uh, one, because he's in the, in, in the national spotlight. I mean, in everything he does, whether he wants to go get some gas from Exxon, whether he wants to go get a sub from Subway. All these things that he does are seen and noticed at a higher level than most people will ever get to experience. But as a leader, the difference between last year and this year is that this year, this is solely his team. Last year, he was a contributor. He did his part, he played the role, and he did it well. But last year, he had Christian Wilkins, he had Dexter Lawrence, he had Cleveland Farrell, he had Hunter Renfro. Those guys were the leaders on the field and off. And the fortunate part is those guys were there to help corral and help create this model and this mold for these younger players, for the Xavier Thomases for the K.J. Henrys, for the Trevor Lawrences of the world, and the T. Higgins. And so when we've seen these guys throughout the course of the season, understand what it feels like to just take that weight off your shoulders, man, and, and disperse it amongst each other. Man, they could play back and forth on that. And we've seen that with Trevor. So many times he wanted to do so much. He wanted to do too much. When you got some of the guys that he has around him, you don't have to do that. Just be the point guard. 
be John Stockton out there, distribute a rock, man, and let Carl Malone and those guys do the work. And that's what he's been doing. He's been hitting the checkdowns with Travis Etienne. He's been throwing a short out cuts to Justin Ross and T. Higgins. And those guys can take it a distance if you give them a chance. And so we've seen Trevor be able to do that, to hit short, and now we've seen him hit long. And a lot of that just become, just comes with uh, just the understanding and the maturation of the football game in itself. But, man, as a football fan and as a quarterback, man, I'm super proud of him because he has transformed. He does. Uh, he is harder on himself than anybody else is. And so when he breaks down a film, whether he goes and has five touchdowns or he has one, he's going to go back and he's going to figure out what he did wrong so that he can go and put it back to the drawing board and get back on film and uh, take it to the field. And, um, you know, that, that right there in itself tells me what type of leader he is, tells me what type of guy he wants to be. He's not just settling to be good. He wants to be the best. And those are the separators, man. When you can take what you're really, really good at, continue to build on that, but take those weaknesses and just continue to, to evolve in those on the day, today. And that's where Trevor Lawrence is. And he is one of, if not the best quarterback in college football. Now, look, in this playoff race, we got some really good ones. The four teams were announced. Clemson is playing Ohio State in the first matchup. Um, and to me, I think that's the matchup of the year. And I'll tell you why here in a little bit. And then you got LSU playing Oklahoma. But what you got is four teams with fantastic offenses. I mean, explosive. Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts, C.D. Lamb. Jalen Hurts has has been a man on the mission, if I've ever seen one. Um, you know, his, his story, uh, his triumph, the way he's overcome adversity. I mean, it's something out of a movie. And you can't help but to like the guy. You can't help but to root for him. And Lincoln Riley, obviously, is a quarterback whisperer. He has taken guys and developed them into some of the most prolific passers in college football history. And uh, he deserves every bit of recognition that he's been getting. You know, at the number three spot, obviously, we got Clemson. So you got Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, you got Travis Etienne, you got Lynn J. Dixon, Justin Ross, T. Higgins, countless others, explosive. Number two spot, you got Ohio State. Now, J.K. Dobbins over there is one of the best backs in college football. Loved what he's been able to do throughout the course of his season. Um, he is just explosive. He's a bowling ball out there, man. He gets from point A to point B really effectively as well. And then you got Justin Fields. Super, super silky as a quarterback. Man, the ball pops out of his wrist. Everybody talks about him not really throwing the ball really deep. But when you look at the passes that he had, that he does make and the passes that he completes, I mean, they're impressive. They're far hash comebacks. They're deep hitches on the outside. I mean, the ball gets there quick, fast, and hurry. He's fairly, fairly accurate when he does that so excited to see him play against this Clemson defense and see what Brent Venables dial up and then obviously we got uh, LSU at the number one spot and they got you know just as many weapons as well you know obviously Joe Burrow has um, went out there and been one of the more storied quarterbacks this season he's performed very well I'll be surprised if he doesn't win the Heisman I think he's all but wrapped that up and then he has the Terrence Jeffersons of the world out there and you know, these guys have been playing at a high level all season. So you got four, four prolific offenses. And obviously the winner of these games are going to hoop, are going to be who performs uh, the best on defenses when they play each other. And that's the thing about this playoff race. To me, it's like, I think that that, that LSU uh, is better than Oklahoma. And I think that Clemson is better than Ohio State. Um, but it's not always the best team that wins. It's who plays the best at that particular time. And, man, I couldn't be more excited about what's about to happen in this playoff race. But the one guy that people haven't seen all season is Braden Galloway. 
Now, Braden Galloway was suspended for this whole alleged Osterine deal uh, last year, and he is a tight end. Now, this guy is everything you want in this modern style of offense. He's a flex guy. You can put him in the backfield at that fullback role. You can line him up out wide at X, or you can keep him at that tight end position and have, have him matched up on any of your linebackers or your safeties. And that's where he wins at. But that's something that Clemson has been missing. So regardless of how prolific this offense has been, there's been a missing component, missing ingredient that, that we've always had at Clemson. And he's the guy. Back when I was here, we had Dwayne Allen and Brandon Ford. And after that, we had Jordan Leggett and Milo Richardson. Now we get Braden Galloway back for this uh, first round of the playoffs. And I don't think teams know what they're getting themselves into because this guy's been waiting on the wings. He's been patient. He's been grinding putting the work in and man I think physically he's in the best shape he's ever been in and mentally man he just he's he's on a different level right now he has that war daddy mentality um he's a team guy he wants to win but more importantly he wants to take the ball when he gets in and, and do something special with it and when you got breakaway guys like that it creates uh, a wrinkle in your defense that you have to account for you got to be able to put guys in situations that make sense and to be completely honest, I mean, where we're headed with the game, there's not a lot of linebackers or these guys that match up well with these versatile flex-type tight ends. And that's where Clemson just goes to another level coming up forward. So, man, I couldn't be more excited about this matchup against Ohio State. Um, I'll be very interested to see what Chase Young looks like against Clemson's offensive line because, you know, in recent memory, this is the best Clemson line that, that they've had uh, in its entirety, especially underneath the Sweeney era. So, going to be really good. Uh, some other notes here. Isaiah Simmons, the Buckets Award. Look, the guys that we're talking about that need to match up well against uh, a Braden Galloway are guys like Isaiah Simmons. He is what the NFL will eventually look like all across the board on defense because he can play a little bit of everything. And I was talking to his dad and I didn't even realize that he was a state track champion in the state of Kansas, but it makes a lot of sense because the guy can play safety if you need him to. He can line up at corner if you want him to, put him at D and let, let him call, come off the edge. He can line up at linebacker, do twists and stunts and do whatever he needs to do to wreak havoc out there. And he's done that. He has been the most versatile player on defense in all of college football. No disrespect to Chase Young, but if I, need, if I had a guy that, that I needed to make a play, it's going to be Isaiah Simmons as opposed to anybody else in college football. And obviously, you know, T has... T. Higgins has done some things this season uh, that have been earth-shattering. He currently is tied uh, for the most touchdown receptions in Clemson history, tied with 27 with Sammy and, and Luke Hopkins, and I'm assuming that he breaks that, especially when you get those extra games in there. But can't say enough good things about the guy. I mean, he's waiting in the wings himself. He's been a really good player. I've always thought that he was an excellent player, standout kind of guy, but he's proven that this year to the national media as well. He's one of these guys that does things to make him look effortless that nobody thinks is a big deal, but it really is. You know, there's a play in this Virginia game. Uh, Trevor steps up in the pocket, just chucks the ball up deep. T is running full speed forward. He turns his hips, back pedals, high points the football, and uh, comes down with it. And you got to realize how difficult that is, man. I want you to go out in the driveway right now. I want you to sprint forward. I want you to swivel your hips backwards. And then I want you to jump and grab them as if you're grabbing a football very very tough to do there's not a lot of guys in NFL that can do what he's doing right now so to see where he's at he does fit those same molds as as Mike Williams who's playing with the LA Chargers as DeAndre Hopkins who's playing with the Houston Texans some of these guys who are built like basketball players that but can play football at the highest level that's what T Higgins is and that is the reason that I never played intramural basketball is because I couldn't handle playing against guys like that 
Um, but look, Clemson is uh, Clemson's in a good spot, man. They've, they've got a chip on their shoulder. Coach Sweeney's going to make sure he keeps these guys down to earth. And uh, more importantly, man, they got an opportunity. They're in the number three spot. Obviously, I believe that they should be in the number one because they haven't lost a game, but it is what it is. And at this particular point, everybody's going to see if they're worth their salt as we get forward here in the next few weeks. So it's going to be a lot of discussions going back and forth. Uh, as we approach this game, I'm going to have up probably a couple guys from the Ohio State ranks to talk about their experiences over there and what they expect out of this new Buckeye team uh, going forward. And uh, obviously, we're going to get some of you guys engaged. So make sure you continue to tweet at me, uh, send me messages on Instagram. Let me know what you guys want to talk about so we can tap into it really well. And maybe I'll do like a side-by-side comparison with some of the guys I played with at receiver as opposed to these new guys that Trevor Lawrence has at receiver as well. So stay tuned. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends about it. And we're going to keep it rolling from here. So uh, Taj Boy Podcast out. Have a great day. And I uh, look forward to, to hearing back from you guys. Have a good one.